my name is Julie Turney, and this is the HR Sound Off Podcast Show, the show created for HR and business professionals to discuss pertinent topics and trends as it relates to our professions. We're going to have amazing conversations with HR professionals from all over the world, get to learn their origin stories. How did they get into this profession? What do they love about being here? And how they want to set the record straight on that one misconception that really drives them crazy about our profession. Are you ready? I'm ready. Then let's sound off. Everyone and welcome to another episode of the HR Sound Off podcast show. My name is Julie Turney and I am your host. How are you doing today? I hope that you're doing well wherever you are in the world listening to this episode. As you know, the HR Sound Off podcast show is recorded by an HR professional for HR professionals, magnifying HR voices. And today I am in the sunny island of Barbados, making a transition to the beautiful island of Jamaica. Smile Jamaica, and I am speaking today to the awesome Stephanie Murdoch. Stephanie, welcome to the show. How are you? Hi, Julie. I am doing great. It's not sunny today, though. It's been raining for the last three days. Oh my goodness! Yeah. I, I am so sorry to hear that. I will not. I will. I will give you a little of my sunshine, just a little. No, well, you know what? We're we're happy for the rain because uh, the yeah. last six weeks have been unbearably hot. Yes. Here, yeah. So we're we're really grateful for the rain. Yeah, I think we could do it. We had some rain yesterday. Could do it some more because it's been very humid here for sure. Yeah. But it's that time of the year, right? Where we, we're entering this rainy season, actually. June. Mm-hmm. June to no- so we're June to November. So we're right in the um, beginning of the rainy season, the hurricane season. I so just had it- some meetings, yeah, about hurricane preparedness, etc. I can't believe it's that time of year again, Julie. Yes, mm. it is. Oh, my goodness. Anyway. <laughs> Let's hope that we have an eventful hurricane season across the Caribbean. So, Stephanie, tell our beautiful audience a little bit about you. Who is Stephanie Murdoch? What is your HR story? How did you get into HR? Tell us that. And then tell us what position you're holding now and where you're Mm -hmm. working right now and some of the work that you're doing. Wow. So, um, So, I am, yeah, as you said, Stephanie Murdoch. I am from Kingston. And I have been in HR since 1999. Oh, that is so embarrassing. That's that's a long time. <laughs> yes, yes. I, I've I've been in HR since actually February 1999. And I wish that I had this fabulous story to give you about how you know it was my dream to be an HR professional and I don't know no no you know so I so when I left university I started university at 17 which um you know in hindsight uh, it's 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 young right Mm -hmm. and when I left after three years at UE I had a degree in history and uh, like, I, I just did not know what I was going to do. And, mm-hmm. you know, I thank God every day for my father. Very, very supportive. And he's like, you know, you're going to figure it out. Mm-hmm. Then, you know, so 1999, I actually got a job at the Public Services Commission and a pretty powerful agents in, in the public sector mm-hmm. um, in Jamaica at the time. And I started off as an HR administrator. 
Okay. Yeah, like what's that? <laughs> and I don't know, Julie. It, it started off as a lot of administrative work. Right. And, uh, you know, I just found over the years, as I worked in different aspects of HR in the public sector, I started doing some recruitment. I started doing some training. Um, I started to really fall in love with the area. Mm -hmm. And then because I do have a tech background and, um, you know, I do love, I do love things that are quantitative. I kind of found a way that I could mix and match and put that together in HR and really create something special. Mm -hmm. So over the years, um, I've really grown in the profession and I thank God for that um, yeah. to the point now where I am the Chief Human Resources Officer uh, at Cornerstone United Holdings of Jamaica. And okay. uh, yeah, we big up Cornerstone. Big up Cornerstone. Big up, big up my my boss. Um, mm -hmm. You know, Gavin, the president and founder, um, Paul Paul Simpson. And one thing about Cornerstone is that the people agenda is 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 really first and foremost. First and foremost. And uh, Julie, you know that's not easy. It's definitely not. You know, because we've been there. Like, <laughs> I've been, you know, where, oh, you're in HR, go get some coffee or, you know, yeah, you just arrange the meeting. Yeah. And it really is, it really is so humbling mm -hmm. and exciting for me to work somewhere where we value people, we value yeah. the people agenda, we value the role of, of mm -hmm. HR. Mm -hmm. Um so so yeah, so you know, heavy is the head that wears the crown. Yeah. But I can tell you that no day is the same. Absolutely. So, yeah. 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 Definitely. Um and I'm still an amazing story <laughs> to tell. Um <laughs> And I appreciate you, you know, being so open. Having started HR in 1999 and here you are at 2023, mm -hmm. I got to ask you, Stephanie, like, what keeps you here? Because a lot of people will be like, you know, I, I deal with HR professionals every single day. I'm, I coach HR professionals every single day who are ready to walk the walk. Yeah. I haven't even touched 10 years mm -hmm. in HR. So here you are at 2023. And still here with a lot to say. Right. What, what's keeping you here, my friend? Um, it's a passion. It's it's a passion. It's a passion for for the purpose of of developing human resources. It's it's a passion for seeing a profession that where the pendulum has really swung from personnel management in the nineties. Um, to early 2000s to know where we are as strategic, you know, business partners. Mm -hmm. um, that's not to say that many a time I have not felt like giving up, Julie. There are many times mm -hmm. when I'm like, you know, I cannot bother with this. I'm just going to go full time into projects because mm -hmm. I'm a project manager. Right. So I'm going to just forget the HR and, I, and, and I'm picking up my bag. And I'm leaving. And then, <laughs> and then the nature of HR is that sometimes you can take your heart and put on the ground. Yes. And it's not enough. 
Mm-hmm. It's, it's it's still not enough for for people yeah. you yeah. know julie and and it's, it's hard because yeah. i don't think people realize that we're humans too but at the end of the day it's that passion that i have um to it's more so developing the people around me because at this level i'm not necessarily on the ground i'm not necessarily interacting with the staff as i would have been maybe like even 12 years ago but it is really kind of having that that responsibility of leading the next generation of hr professionals and the fact that they believe that i have something to teach them they believe that they can learn from me and i'm all about sharing um so that that's what keeps me going and the reality is that i i do believe that i have a role to play in other persons seeing the highest level that hr can ascend in a Mm -hmm. corporate environment so it's actually proving to myself as well coming from that young girl like at 20 that you know i'm in my 40s now and uh, i think i've done pretty well and there's still and there's still more to go right you're only just getting started i believe right right i think there are several things that you highlighted to not only to your credit and success but as to you know like your longevity understanding that the people agenda has changed a lot from 1999 to mm-hmm. now and being able to be a part of those pivotal moments of making such inaugural change inspirational change in the organization as an hr professional helping leaders understand the importance of having a people first agenda to working with leaders who get it versus leaders who don't mm-hmm. and also i feel the piece where a lot of us get a bit confused or mm-hmm. disheartened by is as you said a lot of times you put your heart on the line you feel like they take all the suck all the blood <laughs> out of you or all the life out of you mm-hmm. you feel like they want every single organ they don't want left you with one kidney they want all the kidneys they want the liver. <laughs> and then they want the heart too right mm-hmm. and it still feels like it's not enough and the fact that you're able to know that okay even in those moments when it's not so great I still, the goal is and the passion is still there and that's what keeps you going. And I think that's truly inspirational and says a lot for you as a professional, as a a human being in the space. Mm -hmm. Um, Recognizing that I don't think a lot of people feel or understand what we go through in certain situations. They don't. We feel that we are are people too. Mm Mm-hmm. It's not just HR, you know, and you lose that identity. You become HR. It's like when you have a kid, you become Adam's mom. Mommy. Right? Yes. Versus Miss Stephanie, mm-hmm. right? Or, mm-hmm. you know, Miss Murdoch, you become and you become Adam's mommy. I become, you know, Ricardo's mommy. Mm-hmm. And in HR, when you get into the profession and you're absorbed and you love what you're doing, you're doing the work, you become HR. And you lose your identity. And it's like, if you find finding yourself can be a struggle in that. But if you keep true to who you are, all those things keep you, keep you going. And I, I really appreciate all that you said. Um, wow. That was, wow. That was just profound though, Julie, because, you know, I got an email a couple of weeks ago and I was addressed as good morning HR. And I was like, oh, 
Well, guess I don't. Guess I don't have a name. <laughs> like, like, good morning, HR. Like, okay. <laughs> you know, we lose our names. We lose our names. Yeah, but you know what's so important, Julie, is that how do we not lose ourselves? Mm-hmm. Um, because. I find that when you're in HR, especially at senior levels, you know, everybody wants like something. Everybody wants a piece of you, right? Oh, yeah. And and it it sometimes gets to the point where you have to really be very strong and firm in your convictions and your belief Mm -hmm. system Mm -hmm. um, because... HR really is one of those areas where it's not black and white. It's it's no. not like accounts. A lot of gray. It's 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 a lot of gray. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of things are open to interpretation. A lot of things are subjective, right? That's the law. <laughs> and 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 a lot of things with HR really just comes with experience in terms yeah. of you know you know how to approach certain things. But mm-hmm. if you're not careful, especially as a female HR leader. Yeah. You can lose yourself yes. or you're, you can be compromised in terms of your belief system or, yes. you know, forced to, to take a decision that's not necessarily in the best interest of all concerned. Yes. So, I mean, I think many of us need to be very careful that we have that strong sense of self yes. um, and that we know what we're about when it comes oh, to yes. the job. Yeah. Yeah. So- Absolutely. I feel that that's so important in terms of knowing who you are and not losing yourself mm-hmm. because HR becomes very great. I mean, if you think of situations where you have done stuff um, that was against the grain, mm-hmm. you know, early in your career, there are certain things you do or compromises that you make. Mm-hmm. But as you mature in the role, you understand that, look, I can't be that person. I have to be true to myself. And so then I start to call out stuff, right? Mm-hmm. I'll start to call out stuff. I'll start to quote the law. <laughs> I'll start to quote, call out <laughs> And then just helping leaders to get a good sense of what it means to be a good human being. Because I think leaders then forget so many times about what it means to be human. They just yes. know what they want. Right. Way and the want it now, mm-hmm. but remember, you're dealing with people, you're dealing with human beings that have their own circumstances and situations. And so, the way you may want it to play out may not be exactly that way. And it's about managing expectations. I feel all of those things come with the growth and maturity, it does. It does. It does. Because there are certain actions and there are certain decisions and there are certain considerations that I will put forward now that, you know, like 15 years ago, I would never. All right. right. And not even 15, maybe even four years ago, because when mm-hmm. I joined um, Cornerstone, not to deviate, but mm-hmm. I would have spent about 20 years with the government of Jamaica. All right. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, that's that's girl that's a long time so you know when it comes to public sector human resources i mean i can tell you everything inside out mm-hmm. um but remember no cornerstone is a corporate entity so we you know we own burrito right so burrito is like one of our leading securities dealers and 
you know, it was like, oh my God, can I make that transition? Um, and I'm going to be honest, like the first, I would say maybe two or th- maybe two months or so, I was so timid, like mm-hmm. truly. I, I was not the Stephanie Murdoch that persons would have known because I, I think right. I had serious imposter syndrome. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. So, you know, I'm like, you know, in the boardroom, I'm with all these, you know, these men, these powerful men, the CFO and the, the CIO and the COO and the COs of O's. And... <laughs> Here I am, you know, I'm coming from the public sector and um, they're probably going to be like, you know, oh, what does she have to say? And how, you know, how does she fit into this? You know, she, she's a, she's a burner, not a earner, you know, mm-hmm. that, that, that was my fear. Yeah. And, you know, Julie, I, I had a conversation with, with a very close friend of mine and, and I said, you know, the, this is my fear. And I, I think that I'm going to lose the job before I've even started. Mm-hmm. And I feel so sad about it. And she said, Steph, you need to do you. Yeah. You, need, you, need to, you need to find that part in your spirit that made you so successful. You mm-hmm. don't need to worry about anyone else. You need to own the position. You need to show them why you are there and why you yeah. deserve to be there. Exactly. You know, you cannot feel less than because you're coming from the public sector or you cannot feel less than because, you know, you know, you've never been in the C-suite. You just do what you need yeah. to do and you mm-hmm. do you. Mm-hmm. Okay. And, you know, Julie, it's as simple as that. Like I literally, you know, remember going to work like the following week and I'm like, okay. So we're going to start looking at succession plan. We're going to clean up this manpower list. We're going to start looking at the budget. We're going to start doing this. We're going to start doing that. And I really kicked it up. Like I leveled up, right. leveled up and mm-hmm. it was no turning back. But I did have those early moments of complete insecurity. Yeah. 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 So nervous. Yeah, you think so, though, Julie? Because you, you, you're talking to someone who's been doing this for like 20 years, you know? Best of us, even the most seasoned of us. Yeah. Um, I wrote a LinkedIn post last week. No, this week. Mm-hmm. I wrote a LinkedIn post this week um, and I titled it, I Chickened Out. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I love that. I have been a public speaker for 15 years and I was one of my mentors was telling me about this conference that LinkedIn is having in October. Mm-hmm. And she said, you would be a good speaker for this um, yeah. conference. Why don't you apply? And I was like, yeah, sure. And I was like, actually, there's a new title of uh, a new presentation that I'm playing with a little bit. I'm going to test it out at Disrupt HR. And I told her about it. And she was like, yes, definitely. They definitely need that. Go and apply. And she sent me the link. And she said, I want you to apply. The deadline is June 2nd. So we spoke two days before the deadline. And after we got off that call, I was energized. I was pumped. And I should have applied the same time, but I didn't. Because I had other calls and work got in the way of different things. And suddenly one day came to two days and the deadline came. And I just chickened out. Like I was just like at that. I didn't do it. Oh, wow. <laughs> And I said, listen, I'm a seasoned speaker. I speak Mm -hmm. for a living now. I've been doing this for 15 years and I chickened out of applying for this thing. Because 
for a short moment, a hint of imposter syndrome hit me for six and took me to the moon and back. And I said, well, this is my lesson learned. I will not let that happen to me again. I will recognize it for what Preach. it is. And I will be Preach. So I say all of that to say, it doesn't matter how seasoned you are. We all mm-hmm. have those moments. And whether you've been in HR for 10 years, 15 years, 20 years, and you are making a huge transition because I trust and believe, I do understand mm-hmm. that making a transition from public sector mm-hmm. to private sector is a huge shift to make. But you know what, Stephanie? You are here. You're still here. Oh, my and God. Still, you are slaying it. And notice what you said. You leveled up. So I leveled you knew, up. <laughs> you, knew what you, you knew what you needed to take this up a notch to the next level so you could be the Stephanie that not only your organization needed, but that you needed first. Oh, my God. That is so true. Because after that pep talk, I was just kicking down all sorts of doors. <laughs> and I'll never forget a couple months into the job, um, Paul, that's, that's the, the president and CEO said, no, sir. Cause he's so cool. You're just a mash up the place, man, Stephanie. And that, that's like a good thing. That, that, that's, that's a good thing in Jamaica. <laughs> right, right. So, right. So, so mashing up the place is like really good. You know, you're killing, uh, you're killing, killing it, it, girl. You're slain. And yeah. <laughs> But, 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 you know, as I said, it came after a healthy dose of insecurity. And you know what? I, I probably needed it, though, um, mm-hmm. Julie, because sometimes, you know, we can be so overconfident. Yes. Um, that there are times when we just need to come down a little bit. Mm-hmm. And um, as I said, you know, deal with the imposter, imposter syndrome, work through that. And I'm, I'm the better for it. I, I'm the better for just kind of coming in, not guns are blazing, but okay, yeah. let's just take our time. And, and here we are, here we are yeah. in 2023. So congrats to you. you know, God's good. You, God's good. I, I want to say before we move on to our next question, I just want to ask you to like, in, in a, short way share mm-hmm. with our audience like for anyone who's thinking about making that transition from public sector to private sector mm-hmm. in hr um what are your top three tips that you would give them for advice in terms of making that transition if they're struggling with with mm-hmm. seeing beyond making the move okay be fearless be fearless you have to you have to be able to take that risk Okay, when you work with government, sometimes there is a, not complacency, but you get comfortable. Yeah. And you're like, oh, well, I'm good here, so I don't need to go there. Mm-hmm. But you do need to be fearless. You do need to embrace the risk. Make sure that any, any training that you are doing now, it really is, it really, you know, it really you know, our courses, our programs, our interventions that can transcend the sectors, right? So let's start thinking big. Let's just not think about doing that public sector HR course. Let's think about doing a HR course in agility or mm-hmm. agile leadership um, because that global perspective is what's going to give you that competitive edge because exactly. they're going to see that you know more than what's happening in the government HR space, you know what's happening in the HR space. Yeah. And the biggest, biggest thing, 
always have that mentor or coach in your corner, that trusted person who you can bounce ideas off of. Mm -hmm. All right. I am not big in going to like five or six different persons when you have a decision to make because that's just total confusion. Yes. But yeah, but everyone needs that one person um, Mm -hmm. they can trust who has that wisdom, Mm -hmm. who has that wisdom that can say, Steph, Julie, let's look at it this way. Let's look at the pros Mm -hmm. and cons. Let's look at what Mm -hmm. a move can do for you. Um, You know, let's not think about the pension right now, or let's not think about the job security. Mm -hmm. Let's think big picture. And and I have been lucky to, you know, based on those three areas Mm -hmm. to make, I believe, a successful transition. And I'm always looking out for persons in the public sector. I'm always like, come. If you work hard and you have that right work ethic, come and join me. <laughs> yeah, I love that. I love that. Yeah. So, so be fearless. Yes. Make sure you expand your knowledge outside of public sector HR. Get a global perspective of what HR looks like. Definitely. And find a mentor that you can um, bounce ideas and that will help you in making a, a positive decision that is going to impact the growth and development of your HR career. I love those. Well said. Welcome. For sharing those. So (laughs) my next question to you, Stephanie, is what are you reading, watching, listening to right now that you think members of our audience would appreciate? Oh, well, you know, I, I'm, I'm so nervous to show this because I don't want my boss to think that I am reading on the job, but (laughs) (laughs) this book, is uh-huh. amazing. I mean, I have all my sticky notes. It's beyond yeah. performance 2.0. Uh-huh. It's a proven, a proven approach to leading large scale change. Julie, let, girl, this is it. Read that book. I, this I, is I, real. It's going in my Amazon cart. Okay, let's just tell you it's by Scott Keller. Uh-huh. And Bill, whose last name I cannot pronounce, so I'm not gonna try because it may come uh-huh. out like a Jamaican bad word. So just <laughs> this book is everything. And let me okay. tell you, um, I I think I've been lucky to see the different milestones in mm-hmm. HR over the last 23 or 24 years. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've seen you know the switch from management to leadership and then from leadership to transformational leadership and then mm-hmm. from HR getting a seat at the table to know where we are post COVID. It's all yeah. about culture. Yes. It's all about change. Mm-hmm. It's all about diversity and inclusion. Get mm-hmm. this. And you cannot go wrong. I've read this John Maxwell book a million and one times, but it cannot go wrong to just always refresh the five steps of leadership. Mm-hmm. I, I, I have drank the Kool-Aid. Completely okay. subscribe to it. Love John Maxwell. Okay. These, so that's on my reading list right now. Uh-huh. Beautiful. Thank yeah. you for sharing those. I'll add the link to my, in the sure in the for sure. Thank you. So the big question, Stephanie, what is the biggest misconception about HR that really bothers you that you want to set the record straight on right here, right now? Oh my gosh, that we are, A, we are not quantitative minded. I mean, we we all know, oh, you're doing HR because you can't do anything else. 
right the because on the planet. Right. Okay. Thank you, Julie. You know, that is such a misconception. It, it bothers me so much that HRA, we don't have an appreciation for the quantitative elements of a job and that B, we don't have an appreciation for the profitability of a business. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, because we're seen as a cost center. We're not a cost center, Julie. Mm -mm. We are a center where we invest Mm -hmm. in the people. Cost Mm -hmm. center implies that we're just spending money. Oh, just like, oh, you know, yeah, just, you know, let's buy this and buy that and buy that. No. No, we do so much more than that. I think this is a a constant conversation that I have with HR professionals and leaders alike. Um, because it is one of the biggest bees in my bonnet ever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, <laughs> I think HR people, pretty much like finance, are dealing with numbers on a daily basis. Mm-hmm. And it's not just counting people or leave or those kind of things, but we forecast. Mm-hmm. How many people are we going to need in this particular pipeline? How do we build this pipeline? All those things depend on numbers, right? Mm-hmm. How are we going to upskill again? Depends on numbers. When we're looking at succession planning, that's all numbers. Mm-hmm. So it's more than people, it's numbers and being able to tell good stories with those numbers about our people and the experiences they are having in the organization and how we're either going to make those experiences better or how we're going to develop and grow and create great leaders. Those things don't happen without numbers. And they and uh, that's so true. That's mm-hmm. so true. So not only do we have to have the numbers, we have to have an ability to interpret the data. Yes. We have to have an ability to use the data to make really informed decisions. Mm-hmm. And as I tell my team all the time that I am here to use business strategy to inform my people strategy. Mm-hmm. Right, it, it really it's it's they one and the same. They 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 go hand in hand, mm-hmm. and uh, in in all fairness, though, I think many of our fellow HR professionals have not done themselves justice, justice. by displaying that level of knowledge, um, you know, about business yeah. and their mm-hmm. role in the business. We mm-hmm. do need to be very open and, and, and knowledgeable when we're having conversations at the highest level. People yeah. need to understand that we know what we're talking about. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. We know what we're talking about. We know, we understand not only our business, but our industry. And I always tell people, you've got to go, that. Gotta that. go outside. So it's not just about understanding mm-hmm. the four walls that you occupy, mm-hmm. but it's about understanding the four walls that occupy your industry mm-hmm. is a box in a box right in a box, right, right. Um, and we have to do it twofold like everybody else right so the same way accountants have to keep on top of accounting practices we have to keep on top of hr mm-hmm. changes and practices we have to keep on top of industry different standards and mm-hmm. different things we need to understand our competitors and how they're attracting talent better than, you know, what they're doing better than we are to attract and keep their talent. Mm-hmm. And then we want to go a step above them so that we can get their talent too. Um, because a lot of times we're playing in the same talent pool and some of them are a lot shallower than others. Amen. Um, which means we got to be super smart and strategic about how we look at talent. 
um, and those those things are a numbers game. And in that sense, when we're doing those things, we are making the company money because we're bringing top talent every time that meets the goals and meets the targets. And that doesn't happen without us. Right. And I think a lot of us don't know how to tell that story. We don't, Julie. And, and I think we, we don't know how to own it. And I want to tell, you know, anyone who's listening, who has ever sat in a meeting where they're discussing maybe financials or blah, 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 business strategy. And you are so timid or afraid to ask a question, right? Ask mm-hmm. a question. Show your interest. I have been blessed um, by having my current supervisor who will always encourage me, Stephanie, there's no stupid question. Yeah. You are probably thinking it's a dumb question and other mm-hmm. persons are not sure. Yeah. But they're just timid to ask. Ask. Show that level of interest. Show that you're thinking. Show yeah. that the critical thinking is there and that level of analysis. Um, yeah. Girl, we as HR professionals, 2023, based on where the profession is going, we do have to level up. We definitely do. Mm-hmm. We definitely do. I started to read one of my favorite reports, which is the Deloitte People. Oh, I love Deloitte. I love that report. People report. Yes. Mm-hmm. And I'm looking at the insights that that's sharing in terms of we, we definitely need to look at ourselves in terms of how do we make culture better? How mm-hmm. do we become more inclusive in our organizations? How are we dealing with trans- transformation at pace? Mm-hmm. Because our organizations are becoming leaner and more agile and mm-hmm. they're moving a lot faster. And so how do we as HR keep pace with those things um if you do not read the deloitte people trends report i highly recommend that you go google it and read it um it is very important that you understand where organizations are going they always survey i think at least 110 organizations it's it's always quite a bit yeah it's very comprehensive it's excellent my number one go-to at the Whenever it comes out, I read it, mm-hmm. um, as, as well as the one from KPMG as well. Oh, um, I don't know the KPMG one, Julie. KPMG has one as well. So I think I, I, um, I have a, a whole new appreciation for the business development side of auditing firms, um, especially Deloitte. Mm-hmm. KPMG and PwC, and PwC a, the big three, have a great appreciation for their people development and people management um, side. And I feel like if I was ever going to go back into corporate, um, which I'm not, um, but if just was, putting that out there, yeah, but, if I, <laughs> but if I was, I would definitely um, target and, and go back through an auditing firm to do that business management side of things because I just love the work that they do, and Deloitte would be my number one choice. I just oh, love wow. Yeah, yeah I, I love their trends report. I, yeah. I'm not familiar with the KPMG. I actually just jotted it down. Yeah, I, I'll send Gonna it check it down. Oh, send it. Put the link in. Okay. Yes. yes. Look, we switched from um, actually speaking like we're recording a podcast to having our usual conversation. Wait. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if your your listeners listen. Julie and I. When did we meet? Like three weeks ago. <laughs> oh, we, oh yeah. Um, we met in Antigua three weeks ago. Yeah, and we met briefly. Met briefly, but I, I don't know. Conversation was in the airport. I listen, and I feel like we're friends. I I just yeah. feel like you need to come to Jamaica and hang out with me, and I need I'm to sorry. come. To- <laughs> you know what? 
we went back to Jamaica together. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, you know what? Listen, Julie, I love to laugh. I mm-hmm. I love to laugh. Um, I'm a glass half full. My, my my team will say that I am miserable when I'm ready, but they know that at the end of the day, it's just like it's 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 my release for me, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, it, it's it's about sharing and joking and not taking yourself too seriously. The job is stressful enough as it is, girl. <laughs> One thing I truly believe as an HR professional, in all my years of practicing HR, you cannot take yourself too seriously. You cannot. It me when I see HR people look so look so scary, and um, I gotta say, have a permanent RBF. Mm-hmm. Like yes. that's not for me. That's not for me. Like for me, I feel like you gotta have a face that is comely and that people feel like they want to talk to you and have a conversation with you. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't take myself se- too seriously. I take myself seriously, but I don't take myself too seriously. So for me, even a fail is a win. A no is, even a no is a win. Even, and you know what? Because I get so many no's um, and I'm, I'm throwing this out to my bosses. I get so many. I, I, girl, I get so many no's but you yes. know what they know i'm coming back i'm like that rubber band i'm just coming right back yes. we're just gonna rethink this and, and make this a bit more palatable for you that's that's right that's, that's right me, that's me for sure stephanie it has been an absolute pleasure talking to you today and i know that our audience are really gonna enjoy um have enjoyed listening to this episode can you tell our audience where they can find you on social media if they want to connect and have a good laugh with you? Okay, so <laughs> full disclosure, I am very new to social media, but I she am on LinkedIn. LinkedIn. I am on LinkedIn, you know, you barely. <laughs> I have like... <laughs> I, 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 I'm barely on LinkedIn, but Julie is going to correct that. I, I am, I'm also barely on Instagram. You can search for me. And I mean, I think I have like a hundred followers and I'm probably following a hundred people, but, um, you, you know, listen, um, you know, I, 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 someone, a futurist, futurist once said at a session that I went to, Every leader should have a millennial on their team. Yeah. All right. My HR officer for compensation and benefits, I think she's 27 and Mm -hmm. she has taken me under her wing. She has got (laughs) me on LinkedIn. She has got me on Twitter. She has got me on Instagram. And not only that, there, there are ways that she will look at things and I'll be like, oh my God. Yeah. That could mm-hmm. work. Yeah. That could I'm really, sure yeah, that. that really makes sense. Because they just have yeah. a different way of looking at things, Julie. They definitely do. <laughs> I, believe, I believe in that. I believe you should always have younger people around you. You should always mm-hmm. have older people around you because you mm-hmm. have something to learn from every generation. Every generation. Like the most well-rounded team is one that has every generation covered in it. That's my firm belief. Totally um, agree. You have a lot to learn up and also down. Yep. Um, so definitely I am a firm believer of that and I hold that belief with you. Yeah. So so you can find me on those spaces. 
And I will, yeah. I will try to respond. <laughs> she will. She will. Thank you so much, Stephanie. I'm wishing you all the best and every success. Oh. And I'm looking forward to growing our friendship. Thank you so much, Julie. It has been a pleasure to spend this time with you. And we'll talk. For sure. All right. Thank you for joining me for this episode of HR Sound Off. I hope that you found it useful. You can find this and all of the episodes of HR Sound Off on all major podcast platforms. Spotify, Apple, Amazon, you name it, we're there. Remember, HR Sound Off is created by HR professionals for HR professionals. If you would like to share your story, then reach out to us and let us know. Make sure to hit the notification bell and subscribe to HR Sound Off on YouTube as well as Podbean. And we'll see you again when we next sound off.